0: Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy. Discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. All right. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going?
1: Hey, Jake, I'm doing fabulous as usual. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm back in Oregon, and it's cold. Man, it's so much colder than Hawaii. But despite the cold, we had a great jam yesterday, so that was pretty awesome.
1: Really? You did an outdoor jam yesterday?
0: Yeah, we did an outdoor jam on um, a rubber field. It's called Cleveland uh, Community Field. And I actually stripped all the way down to a T-shirt after we got warmed up and uh i forget how much fun it is to play with uh, all the portland crew here we're just so it's just so much fun
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we actually had an outdoor jam on saturday um and it was it was coolish but it was really a beautiful day and we had a pretty good turnout cindy and tony and you know the crew were, were there jamming their their brains out but one thing that's really been awesome about this fall here is that the the leaf colors have been more vibrant than I ever remember I don't know if that's true happening down in Portland but up here in Seattle it's just been amazing
0: you know it has been happening here I thought man I usually don't pay attention because I don't notice it but I guess it must be just out of the ordinary it's been so beautiful
1: so I'm not alone you noticed it down there too I, it's like, too. Wow. I yeah. wonder why that's crazy Maybe maybe because of that we had a lot of rain early on, and then it just got intense heat, and maybe that did something to the chemicals in the leaves and the reaction and the photosynthesis, but anyways, it's been great. I don't need to go to New England for the fall foliage show. I'll just stay right here in Seattle.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, so before we get started, I just wanted to give uh, our listeners a heads up that we will be live streaming Lazzaroni, uh, live from Bologna, Italy, thanks to Chris Bellage. And uh, I think that is December 16th and 17th, so stay tuned. There will be an announcement up on Frisbee Guru. Watch it live. Awesome. So um,
1: our episode today, we are going to continue with uh, Stacey McCarthy and Carolyn Hubbard, and we're going to start out the conversation with you asking Stacy about giving Z throws. So with that, Enjoy.
0: I want to ask you a question about the throwing, basically. So, Stacy, you had mentioned that in the early days, your throw, you had some really bad throws in competition, and then Carolyn mentioned later on that she sees that some women are having problems throwing. So, Stacy, how did you learn to throw perfectly accurate every time? What did it What did it take?
2: Well, it took practice. It took. It takes a lot of practice to throw well and throw accurately. And, and one of the things I worked on a lot was a variety throw. So I had a wide, I had great variety in my throws, but I, the hardest throw for me was the underarm throw. And that's the one that got the most spin. I would much have rather done, you know, a, a wrist flip or a sidearm or something, but I didn't get as many Z's on that. So, you know, it was just practice. It was time and practice and the more you play you know, the better those throws become, but you know, throwing left-handed underarm with a lot of spin takes a lot of practice, takes a lot of practice. If you're right-handed, I mean, my right-handed throws super, super accurate. I could throw clock very, very accurate, but it took me a long time for my counter throw to get accurate with a lot of spin. That's the only thing I think that, that gets you better at it. You know, the more, like when you're towards the end, like if you're doing this, you know, we used to do kind of the summer tour at the end, everything was sharper, more accurate. So I would just say practice, practice, practice.
0: One thing I've noticed is that a lot of women throw chicken wing versus a lot of guys are just throwing the regular backhand. Do you think that's easier Mm -hmm. for women to throw spin?
3: Yes, because you can grip it. You can grip it harder under your arm. And with your thumb, you you have a real good grip and then it's just that explosion and using your hips like in, in golf, you swing your hips to snap it. It just seems to come more natural to me, at least.
2: Yeah. So, Jake, what I would say about that, that was Carolyn's throw and she could do it so well. And so that's what I learned because I played with Carolyn, but it was not probably my natural throw. I had to learn and I I finally did get very good at it, but I had to. That was so hard for me to be very accurate left handed with that early on. I was much more comfortable with a wrist flip, you know, an over the head wrist flip than I was with that throw. And I probably had I learned, you know, more of just a snap and I probably would have been better off early on, but I didn't. I learned kind of, I didn't know it was called a chicken wing, but like that chicken wing (laughs) throw. (laughs) <laughs> you know that was the official name but the chicken wing pro um that took me a long time but it does have a lot it of power does. behind it you know you can get a lot of spin
1: uh, <laughs> that chicken wing is elusive to me to this day i i get up there and I get it un, under there and I have no idea where it's going
2: it, it takes so I'm, much it
1: could it could hit somebody behind me I'm not kidding. <laughs>
2: Randy, that's how I was early on. And I had to work so hard because I'm like, well, this is how women get a lot of Zs. So I got to learn this.
1: (laughs) There's so many components to it. You're like unraveling and it's like going through five different sequences and you don't know where it's going.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And you overthrow and it's out in left field.
1: So true. So we have, we have to ask, can you share some memories? Like what were some of your favorite routines? that you did and your some of your memories from those days
2: anything to joe jackson that we did i loved <laughs> any of our routines to joe jack we did a lot of routines to joe jackson um uh, one of my favorite was u.s open
3: we had the thing about music as we evolved we would have like an open sequence maybe like 60 seconds that melded into something else and that's pretty typical now you have two songs and i think that's a great technique i For some reason, there's something about the changing of music that just kind of makes it snappy and everybody, Ten Hut kind of, you know what I'm saying? Um, We did a uh, Peter Townsend.
2: That was a great one.
3: Yeah. I forgot the beginning. I think there was some kind of piano solo thing that went into Peter um, Townsend. I just still, to this day, I love. And then my absolute favorite was Grace Jones with Steve Hubbard we okay we have to tell this story Uh, fast forward to what was it 89 because i got pregnant the next year so stacy steve and i decided to play us open we're all counter so just imagine that so easy peasy you know steve
2: kind of gymnasticy we all did like the walkovers and the cartwheels and yep And you had
3: played with Steve at Disneyland for eight weeks, ten weeks. And, of course, Steve and I had our thing. So, when we came together, it was like chills for me. It was magical. And we get to the U.S. Open. And we, you know, the first round, we make it through. And how many rounds were there? Two or three? I can't remember.
2: Two or I can't remember either. Anyway,
3: I mean, the goal for the U S open in La Mirada was to play the last day finals Sunday at that windy field. You know, that was the ultimate goal. So we made it through our first round and people were like buzzing. They were like, you guys are, you guys are so good. You know, I hope you get in the finals or some, you know, make it to the next round. And we did, and we made it to the uh, finals that day, that Sunday. And, I remember we had Grace Jones in the background, and the speakers were so loud. It was just so amazing, that song, um, Slave to the Rhythm. Yeah. Do you remember that? And, and we just hit some of these co-ops. These Steve went for this big, huge, rotating, standing guidance, and I looked at him. I'm like, you didn't ever practice that. Like, what happened? <laughs> But anyway, um, that was just a great moment for me just to be able to make the finals in the open division two women right. and a guy I thought that was like i I, I just loved that whole yeah. Yeah, you made
1: the moment. show, you made the show, right yeah. yeah
3: made the show, we made it.
1: yeah, I remember that routine. I just remember you guys just flying around. I just remember that you guys were just flying.
2: I mean, I think you know that whole time that was. And like I said, when you play a lot, when you do the shows over and over, and, and like Carolyn said, Steve and I had done like, I don't know, eight or 10 weeks at Disney, Disneyland, and that whole summer I was doing, you know, three shows a day, boom, 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 two music on time, you know, with different other talent, you're just really, you know, you're sharp and it, it makes everything come easier when you go out to compete then, because you're used to being up in front of a crowd. I think for me, I I mean, there's so many good memories. I mean, some of my greatest memories aren't even competing. Of course, I loved competing. But, you know, back in the early days, especially in Fort Collins, just getting together under the trees and just all of us getting together and just, you know, jamming were some of my greatest memories. And um bill bill Wright used to have this dog named sid this uh (laughs) australian shepherd that we'd be under the trees and he'd be trying to get the squirrel up the tree for hours and you know and it's just like those great kind of funny memories of just all being there hanging out together were my you know favorite memories we'd all ride our bikes there get off our bikes with our, (laughs) our they're just such simple times and fun times
1: did you listen to the grateful dead as much as bill Wright did
2: uh no bill was the master i can
3: remember um great the grateful dead and their concert you know tours we would plan driving to tournaments and stopping to see the dead and i remember one time we went to i think it was las vegas on our way to santa cruz or la and 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 watching you know going getting tickets and hearing the dead it was the dead was a big part of Our experience with frisbee and uh you know i went to dead concerts with maggie and bill and rick and doug i remember one time the radicals did a demo for the grateful dead at like halftime they were invited backstage this was in boulder outdoors so at halftime or you know a break i should say they got to go backstage and then onto this field behind the the stage and freestyle and i was wow. just like blown away like wow like i don't know how that happened but if it, bill had anything to do with it you know he was he was right there so i remember one bill time ma-
1: bill must have been in heaven <laughs> oh. and i'm like oh my goodness
3: yes total heaven i think it went pretty well too um because they stayed back there for quite a
2: quite a while as
1: yeah. I i'll bet they did <laughs>
2: So many good memories. I mean, so many good memories.
0: Um, I was gonna ask you why and when you quit playing. Kids. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, we I guess shortly for me, um, I wasn't just in general, I, I didn't see Freestyle Frisbee being a career as much as Stacy did. She she actively went out to Southern California and, and made it happen. For me, it was always, um, I was happy just to compete and be on stage or perform or do demos or do, you know, um, spot, uh, what do I want to say, like demos. I was happy with that. I didn't see freestyle as my ticket. I'm a graphic designer, so I wanted to also pursue that. So I was always split, you know, um, early on. But I did design frisbees and t-shirts and i was able to sell them and make enough money to go to the next tournament or get a plane ticket whatever um so for me um it it was a natural progression of just following my career as a designer and happily well maybe not happily but you know i replaced stacy with steve so (laughs) he became my partner and we We had a whole other, you know, lifetime of touring and competing and doing shows and, you know, doing King's game, halftime, that kind of stuff. And uh, for many, for many years and then, and then even with the baby, we still kept going. We were still traveling and still enjoying Frisbee as much as ever. And it was even more exciting because we had a little one to, to drag with us and, and, uh, be a family. So that was awesome. Um, I think just eventually, you know, as you get older, you know, you got to make that mortgage or you got to get a new car, you know, just life takes over and things shift and change and you got to go to PTA meetings and soccer practice. And so it's, it's been a gradual, um, change, but I still, love frisbee i it, this weekend we're going to the beach and for sure we'll be jamming i think for me the beach is the only place i really love to get a disc out you know and just mm. play um that's the ultimate um setting for frisbee
0: i agree sure.
3: but it it's still just it's such a big part of my life and it, it was bigger in my 20s and 30s um and i'm still connected to people in so many ways as you know like
0: the, the web and
3: social media keeps you in the family. So that will never change. So.
0: so what about you, Stacey? When did you stop and why?
2: Well, you know, after, uh, when Carolyn was getting in mommy mode and had moved to Sacramento and everything and Amy became my partner, uh, she and I went on to have a great career together as the California girls. And as I said, we, you know, we put together a marketing plan. We had sponsorships by some great sponsors, uh, Jag Swimwear. Um, we had great press. We were on magazine covers. I mean, we'd really done a lot. We were, as I said, we were brought over to Australia, and we had uh, someone over there touring us. We were sponsored by an airlines. I mean, we we really did a lot. Um, we were all over australia whether it was magazines or newspapers or different events a, a company called life be in it in australia brought us over to create a healthier and happier australia so we did a ton of tv shows i mean we really uh we had done a lot and then we went over to japan and um you know same thing a ton of japanese television and all over japan and we um, really were were treated like you know frisbee stars there and and then, back over here, doing a lot of different things and and winning world championships and night. And you know and then I settled down and got married, and i I really got the kind of the career job that I really wanted at that point, um, which was in my background of um, teaching fitness and yoga and and that whole background that I do. And uh, got married, had kids, and I felt like I'd done so much with with Frisbee that it was time to put my efforts into something else. And I would still go out and try to jam on occasion, but you know I had two kids, as Carolyn said as well, both very athletic, and every weekend I was at a game—I was at a, a soccer game or a basketball game—or you know and I, I didn't have any time anymore to to really contribute um, to jamming. And hopefully now my kids are 21 and 24, I'll I'll slowly start to get back to it. I feel physically I'm I'm just as able. Maybe I'll recover a little slowly, but, um, so you know, you're, gonna, you're, so you're
0: planning to start jamming again.
2: We're, we're going to have a comeback. We're, yeah. we're gonna have a yes. Comeback. I yes. I would
1: yeah. love it.
2: We're going to be oh, sponsored by ARP. They're going to be our new sponsors. <laughs> and
1: so I want you to know you have your mix partners right here. Ready to go.
3: We're
2: ready. Oh, that would be a dream for we're sure. Some good dead songs and we're going <laughs> to just do it again. <laughs> We're already planning it.
1: <laughs> oh, love it.
2: Once you've, you've committed, you know, so much of your life to this sport, it's always in you. And it's, um, you know, you always stay connected to this Frisbee family. And that's, that's the most important thing about it. It's, you know, as I said, my memories are the memories of time with the Frisbee family. And the competitions I remember... But not as vividly as, you know, the emotions and everything that came out. Just by being, you know, hanging with everybody. Those are my best memories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really a rich and delicious experience for sure. Yeah.
0: And that part side hasn't side. changed.
2: Yeah. The yeah, side. that
1: hasn't changed. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for, for sitting down and doing this. And well, thank um, you.
2: Yes,
0: yes, thank you very much. This
2: You're very welcome. Fun. And thanks for asking us, and you know getting some uh, some of the early women's feedback because uh, I, I hope that some new women will come up and and really keep this going. Jake and Randy, you know we can't thank you enough for doing these podcasts and really archiving these great stories because if you don't, you know, they're lost forever. So thank you for all the time and all the energy that you guys put into this. I mean, it's really a gift to the entire freestyle community especially in this you know now that you look at a lot of us you know as we're in you know certainly you know the 50s and the 60s and for some jammers now you know into their 70s and, and we've had you know yeah, many of our our frisbee family pass away that archiving this is, is so important
1: yeah I agree I agree I, oh, go ahead.
3: and also I even though we lived in that golden era there's so many stories that I I didn't really fully know and that now listening to them, it just, it it brings me so much joy and happiness. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah I was a part of that, but I didn't know all the details, you know, yeah. just listening to everybody. So it's really cool.
1: So I guess <laughs> on that note, peace out and go have a good day.
2: Thank you guys. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to.